podcast. Nah, I'm joking. I don't know if it's going to be four episodes, but it's going to be a long one. Oh. It better not be. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> no, uh, I'm your host for this week, uh, Jake, for the special and long, annoying podcast that comes once a year, thank God. Uh, and uh, along with me, uh, I have the usual cohorts, Tyler and Jack of Hearts. How, yep. how y'all doing, guys? Good. This is going to be really awkward when, if this turns out to be like an hour-long podcast. I know, right? <laughs> I'm doing okay, too. Alright, if uh, our normal podcast goes on to be about an hour and a half, this is going to be a four-hour podcast. But Watch it turn into like a five-hour one. But, anyway, this is, as we were hinting, this is the E3, post-E3 podcast. So, and I, I just want to point out, as this is a very special episode, so I got the bubbly out. I am drinking a bottle of Boone's Farm Wild Cherry. Oh to be my fair, God, last dude. week wasn't that big of a big of a podcast, and you brought that out for that. So. No, I didn't. That was our <laughs> what was supposed to be our Destiny Gamer Night. So. Oh yeah, the one where you had bad internet. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, overall, before we get into the deep stuff. I enjoyed the C3. I thought it was probably one of the better ones in the past five or six years. What What do you think, starting with Jack? You know what? I kind of had to agree with you, other than like the E3 of a couple uh, years ago, where Sony went all balls out against the Microsoft's like uh, Xbox One console, and pretty much has been leading since. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have... Uh, I believe that this E3 has been one of the most memorable and probably will be probably one of the most influential ones for, like, uh, years to come. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. What about you, uh, Tyler? Um, I quite agree with, uh, with pretty much, I think, everybody, you look online, and what you guys are saying, this is easily one of the best, um, probably the best that I've, that we've had in the three years we've been doing, this would be a third time doing the E3 show, it's definitely the best of those ones. Um, you look at, there were seven press conferences this year. Well, six. We're not going to count Square Enix. Um, <laughs> every single one of them, um, not all of them, like, blew, never, never really, like, blew you away. As far as, like, or that's, or I should say, it was a runaway favorite. Um, but all of them had things you liked. I think it had something for everybody in it. Um, so I, I think all around... Everybody won. I, I I know we're gonna we some people want to talk about who won E three. It's hard to say. I think. I mean. I think as fans, we have preferences of who won. But you look at it as a business sense. I think everybody, everybody won. won. Yeah. Everybody won. Yeah. This is. It, I cannot remember like a time during an E three where every company had something represented almost for like a wide variety of just gamers in general. Yeah. I mean, it's not just for guys like us though, but also for like people who. Uh, you know, don't play games too often or something like that, like, say, casually or something like that, for, for like, all, you know, pretty much all the gender stuff, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, hell, I saw a lot more, like, uh, female-type, like, protagonists being choosable and stuff like that in this E3. Like, I've noticed that, like, firsthand and stuff. Yeah. Probably, than, say, the past couple of years. Yeah, the last <laughs> five years. I mean, just look at Horizon and Assassin's Creed, right off the top of my head. And, oh, my gosh. And that, uh, was yeah. that Re... Oh, God, was that Refocus? Or no... Uh, the, what's is Reforge? What was the Re, um, uh, e- Recore? 
Yeah, record. Yeah, record. There you go. That I mean that looks Sorry like about a, that. Record. We didn't. I don't think we saw her face, but I'm pretty sure it was a girl. So. Uh, real quick. Yeah. Well, right, let's, so let's go ahead and get started since uh, we're talking about record. Uh, let's start with the biggest. Uh, well, sh- well, should we go in order by when they happen? Maybe. Yes. We'll start so, like Bethesda, then at Microsoft, then. Okay. Well, I think that's fair. All right, then let's uh, move on. Let's start with uh, Bethesda's conference. It starts Sunday evening. Um, real quick, what was y'all, besides Fallout 4, what, what games were you, did you see out of it that you predicted? For Bethesda or just all around? Bethesda. Um, I think really, um, you look at it, we saw just by all, I mean, really there's the three big ones, Dishonored 2, Fallout 4, Doom, I, really none of those were big surprises to me. Um, so as far as the conference went, there was nothing that, like, oh my god, shocking, that was, at least that was a something big i should say uh, i was kind of upset that they didn't announce brink 2 but that's but they announced well Battle yeah Cry, I... which was a give it time which <laughs> is kind of a close sequel like a spiritual successor to brink yeah but uh what about you uh jack did you well you know what i'm about it... any of the announcements well you know what from the announcement standpoint I wasn't really surprised in terms of what games were announced, but I am happy because there was at least a couple of things that I wanted during that press conference that were addressed. Like, for example, the remake for Dishonored and stuff for PS4 and Xbox One. I never finished the original one, so I went ahead and just, uh, I'm excited to play. Like I said, I was just excited to uh, just play. (laughs) Decided to just like, you know, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Somebody interrupted me. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yes i like the fact that that's the dishonored games being remade fallout 4 kind of blew away my expectations i mean not only you can choose like between like male male and female characters and shape them instead of like just like picking like sliders or turners you can actually shape a face into what you yeah, want you uh switch between male or female from the beginning like the characters yep. basically feels like it was predetermined though like, so, you, alright, these characters are already invested, like, you're, like in uh, Fallout 3, you played as a newborn, uh. becoming an adult, and then, uh, now, it's, you, character, whoever you pick, the woman or the male, you start off pre-war? Yep. Uh, yep. So, I guess we're just stopping in Fallout 4 first, since it's the one <laughs> everyone wants. Uh, you start off pre-war, and uh, your family gets selected to go into the vault. Yep. And then uh, you you come they shoots forward uh, two hundred years, and uh, right. you're the only one that survived that vault. I'm uh-huh. actually really interested in that story because, like, yeah, so it's really it feels something different they're doing, and agreed. If, it was kind of weird to come out 200 years in the future. Not They didn't show anything, of course. They want to leave something to the game. But the robot, that the, the little robot that they had in their house was still still active. And yeah. their house was pretty... It was, it was in worse shape, but it was still standing. That was kind of... That's that kind of funny. Weird, but... <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, I thought the weird part, though, in that trailer, though, is he conveniently finds a dog out near a gas station. <laughs> yeah, but, like, it's nice to... They're starting you off with a companion. Or, they... It sh- oh, yeah, that's cool. you off with a companion, and it came out recently that that dog won't die. Can't die. Yes. Yeah. Good. Uh, that's good. Yeah. If it died, I would hate the game, so... <laughs> Like Fable 2. Oh, the, <laughs> the, the dog... With the Fable 2, you had a chance to bring the dog back. And if you, it was if you're greed if you didn't. And if you're a horrible human being, you let the dog die, so... Aww. But, Tyler, what did you think about the <laughs> opening cinematics to the Fallout 4? Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I... It looks like Fallout. looks very pretty. looks a lot of fun. Um, there, I really don't have too much to say on it. It's just... It's everything you want out of what you, when you when you envision Fallout Four, like we all have for the last what five six years, this is what we yep. wanted, and it's they're giving it to us. It's gonna be bigger. I'm not. I don't know how I feel yet on the fact that your protagonist actually talks now. I'm um, actually kind of happy because I'm like I'm not particularly a fan of the silent protagonist. Yeah, and I feel like even though this is an open world game, I want some character to it. Yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. I can understand it. Um, you, you can go. I don't hate the idea. I just, uh, I don't. Know, I can go back and forth on it. It's it's not a detract, a huge detractor for me, but I don't. I mean, really, I don't have much. I really, like I said, I don't have much sample for it. It's just it's what I wanted. It's I think that's what and it's what everybody wanted. It look, it's a prettier version of it. Um, I think yep. Fallout Four as what it's trying to do as a game, it's perfect. And don't they're not gonna mess with the. Doesn't look like they're messing with the formula too too much. And they're just going to make it look bigger. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be prettier. And it's going to be Fallout. That's what we want. Right. So what do y'all think about the building and deconstructing your own bases? That was announced as well. Is that the... It's a cool feature. Is that the Fallout, um, the downloadable app thing you're talking about? No, I'm talking about, like, there's a whole feature in Fallout 4 that allows you to uh, build up up your base. It will be attacked... So, like basically make make yourself a, a, a home out of nothing and uh yeah raiders will come in and try to destroy it or whatnot it's from what i've told been from what i've heard i could be mis mishearing that but <sighs> like basically build yourself a giant base and inside the wasteland okay hmm. um i don't know i've never really been big into those things like i got into a little bit of Assassin's Creed 2 but then it ended up not mattering because at the end of the game it is come and destroy it. After I spent hundred after I spent probably twenty hours like doing every little thing I could to build it up and get hundred percent on it, and then it, ten hours later it was gone. So it it kind of reminded me of uh, <laughs> when I was playing Rust, and I was like, okay, I'm in this world. It's a pretty much a post-apocalyptic wasteland, just like Fallout, and I'm building this giant metal shack. Uh, got these giant brick walls around it. Log out, come back, log back in like an hour or two later. Everything was destroyed. All my items were taken. It's like that's just fucking demoralizing. Yeah, well, I've never really been big into like those base building or you know city building type of features in games. So to me, it doesn't oh, doesn't really make a difference. In Rust, it was more like I had to. I started from being naked to having to build a home or shelter yeah. or whatnot. But. Mm. Uh, you, you mentioned the downloadable app. Have you either of you had a chance to play it yet? Nope. No. Haven't had a chance to download it and stuff I, like that. But... I have, and it was pretty addicting. Like I spent. <laughs> oh, it like, is. After it was announced, I waited for it to be able to so I could download it. Downloaded it, uh, 
and then I watched uh, Money in the Bank. Like I was playing like <laughs> as I was watching Money in the Bank. I was like spent probably about two and a half hours playing that damn game. And uh, I found out that I'm a terrible uh, keeper. Or, that was called. The vault uh, curator. Overseer. Overseer. That's the word I was looking for. And it's like, everyone was like less than uh, 10% happy. Like, everyone was miserable. <laughs> like, I had two pregnant people that would not give birth. Uh, <laughs> no one, I refuse I, to give birth right like, now. <laughs> I, couldn't get, like, I couldn't get them to make resources faster. And if I rushed them, uh, Rad Roaches uh, fucking broke into my my uh, vault. Basically, everything that could go wrong went wrong. <laughs> and I would have been surprised if I just kept playing it. That I would end up like uh, that vault in Fallout 3 that had all the super mutants in it. Oh my and god. It was just. Yeah, I couldn't. It was like, I'm a terrible. I found out through that, like, I'm a terrible overseer. <laughs> well, man, that does sound pretty fun just to try it's, out and stuff like that, but. It's a lot of micromanaging. Like, it's. You have to make sure everything goes perfect. Is it, like, time limit time of things? So you have to go back? Like, you're, you have to, like, no, every like, few you're, hours? Uh, I don't think. Oh, God, I hope it wasn't like that. I've already uninstalled the game <laughs> because I, I knew I was going to put way too much time into it. <laughs> uh, but from like raiders will attack your vault. So you had you have to defend that. Like if they break through, it was kind of like uh, FTL. Yeah. In that aspect, where all right, if they broke in, uh, your the peop- the citizens inside your vault would would defend themselves if you had the weapons, or it'd be hand to hand combat. But however, it's like okay, uh, if these people die. They're dead, and I can't reproduce <laughs> without characters, and uh, which is kind of cool. Like you have full controls; like you can even rename people. It's like your name is Xavier. Your name is now Bill because Xavier is too hard to fucking pronounce. I enjoyed it. Like, gave you full control over it, and but like I said, I, put, I could put too much time into it. Like it was hardly even announced, and I had put three hours into like game game already hyping you up for Fallout 4 <laughs> pretty much I was like okay uh, and speaking of that they announced uh, a, the Fallout 4 collector's edition will have a pit boy it was mm-hmm. like the pit boy oh. collection, collector edition do y'all plan on buying that nope oh, it's 120 bucks it's actually affordable it's $120 is, you know with, oh, with tax 130 something well yeah god damn I'm not that dedicated. Yeah. Well, isn't like the Pip Boy thing? You guys, you just, you just put your phone in there. You put your uh, mm-hmm. smartphone in there, and it basically is a second screen. Yeah. Better off just making my own. <laughs> I mean, you could download the Pip the Pip Boy app for your phone. Yeah, it does the same thing. It's just yeah, that'd be, it it sounds cool. I, if if it was like it's too nerdy, like I want it, but then it's like bring a girl up to my room. It's like, what the hell is that? She walks away. Oh. I don't care about that. I just hey, I'm maybe not... you want to see my pit. No, boy. it's like I was really interested. <laughs> I was really interested in that. That is gross. I was just curious. Like, like I know we're all Fallout fans, and I figured maybe. Well, I mean, if it, it was cl- if it was like in that ninety dollar range, I'd probably like. Eh, I'm th- I'd think about it, but it'd be tempting. A whole yeah. other game? No. Nope. But uh. Speaking of the game, uh, for Fallout 4, 
they announced that you'll for um, I want to say it's on Xbox on Xbox, but you will receive Fallout Three for free. What? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. Like, uh, no. Fallout, whenever you buy Fallout Four, you're gonna get Fallout Three for free. I did not hear about that. I didn't hear that either. Yeah, that is awesome. So, like, if y'all both didn't hear about it. Take that with an asterisk, because, like, I've heard that from a source. I don't know if they actually announced it on the on the presser, but from what I've heard, uh, if you get Fallout 4, you're getting Fallout 3. For the Xbox, you're getting uh, Fallout 3. Xbox One users get Fallout 3 with Fallout 4. Bam. There you go. Mm. And also for Xbox One users, uh, mm. Fallout 4 will allow PC mods for the Xbox Actually, game. PS4 will have mods, too. Okay, that was just on really? the Xbox. Um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they always said on the Xbox One because they're at the Xbox that was, press. It was announced at the Xbox press conference. But yeah. Oh, good. Good. Uh, so, PC mods are available for consoles for the first time. So that's Okay, so, so what it is, uh, going back to the Fallout 3 thing, um, uh, backwards compatibility from the official press release, all purchases of Fallout 4 on Xbox One will include a token... For Fallout 3 through the first 90 days after release. There we go. So, ba- so ba- it's, not, it's not like a remastered one. It's just you ah. get the 360 version. Yeah, so. Still pretty cool. Yeah, so mm. you get a... If you didn't have it... Didn't have the disc, you get a free version for 90 days. If uh, you redeem your token within 90 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, moving on from uh, Fallout to... Did anyone enjoy the... Elder Scrolls, or not Elder Scrolls Online, I know y'all aren't, you're not MMO players, but what'd you think of the card game they announced, Elder Scrolls Legends? The Hearthstone ripoff, essentially? Yeah. Don't care. <laughs> you don't care? I didn't really care too much about it, man. Like, I thought I mean, it was interesting, like, the they have a, they're doing something to compete with Hearthstone, which... Yeah, I mean, yeah. From that, it's smart, because, I mean, it's got Elder Scrolls in the title, so it's already an established brand, on like, Hearthstone was its own thing. Um, but had a popular developer behind it, um, so it's, you need the name in order to you sell think it. It's yeah, fall off like the WWE uh, card thing did. Oh, Supercard's yeah. actually is still around and it's still it's it's not a big money maker, but it makes money. Um, they're cheap. To, it's they're, these are I mean, cheap as games big to make as the WWE one. Oh, like will Elder Scrolls Legends be as big as the WWE one? Yeah, or will it be? You think it'll be as big as Hearthstone? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think in, off the bat it will be when it, when it comes out. I don't know if it will hold up. Like, Hearthstone's been around for, like, almost two years now, hasn't it? I want to mm. say a little bit longer than that. Okay, so, I mean, I, the two-year range, it's still really popular and people play it all the time. So, it, will it be, I think, the first few months or so, maybe less, it could be as popular, but it might fall out, fall off in the end. Yeah, you can tell a game that's like successful online or something if it's still around and people are playing it actively, like every day, like after six months at least. Yeah, I mean, there's gonna be, I think there's gonna be a dedicated audience to it, but yeah, I don't see it. I think Hearthstone's very it's well established in the free to play like, card game. It's like World of Warcraft, like it's its own beast and can't be beaten. Yep. Yeah, I, it'll have its niche audience, I think, after six months, but I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I think it'll still be profitable and like. These card games aren't necessarily they're cheap and easy to you know to make so yeah um, okay uh, I thought I knew that was going to be a short discussion but I'm happy that it did and I'm kind of yeah. curious about the card game because like I haven't played Hearthstone but I actually might be uh, 
interested in playing Legends because I'm more of a fan of the Elder Scrolls series than I am mm-hmm. uh, the Warcraft series. Yeah, I'm just surprised that like is this this is only gonna be on like PC and like tablets, ain't it? It's not gonna be I on. I think it might be like on uh, PCs and smartphones and maybe a Surface, okay. or maybe tablet. Mm-hmm. Well, that's enough people, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just surprised, like Hearthstone isn't on consoles yet. Like that I sounds agree. like something that, like a free, like that sounds like it would that that's like the next step, and I think Hearthstone and like something like Legends can go to to become bigger than they already are. Right. If a card game like Magic the Gathering and stuff both, like that could have right. like its own type this, of games, on it'll there, be a free to play game across both iPad and PC. So not necessarily mm-hmm. actual phones or whatnot, but. Yeah. Or the surface, but it'll... A lot of people have iPads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. There's still no reason for me to buy one, though. No. I'd rather, if I'm no. getting an iPad, I'm going to play the Pokemon trading card game. <laughs> I'll be playing that Yu-Gi-Oh <laughs> card true. game. Is there any free to play Yu-Gi-Oh card game on there? I think there is a Yu-Gi-Oh card game on there, but oh, there also... Shit, I'm going to have to get an iPad. There's also a Yu-Gi-Oh uh, game coming to the PS4 and Xbox One later this year. Really? Yeah, hmm. but that's not really? part of E3, so we're moving on. And okay. uh, another anticipated uh, sequel, Dishonored 2, was announced. Yay. Yep. Were, uh, you, I think, Tyler, you were a Dishonored fan, weren't you? It was one of my favorite games of the last generation. Yeah, so, so. you excited for uh, Dishonored 2? Yeah, um, most definitely. Uh, if it's more of the kind of the same, I mean, it looks like they're going... Some of some different powers than there was in the first one. Yeah, but... um, you could like Corvo, I think, have his powers, but you can also play as a a new character called Emily. Oh, so, Emily right. is the little girl from the first one, I believe. Yeah, and uh, yep. she's the little girl that basically uh, I think she's Corvo gets... had to save. Yeah, she got kidnapped in the beginning. Yeah, and so. uh, like th- they had talked about how uh, Emily will have her own powers. Mm-hmm different from Corvo and uh they also announced since there's two characters they're not they're still not gonna have a uh co-op campaign that's fine I mean that's stupid eh, I'm not stupid but I think it's the same campaign like I have no I have no problem with it from the sense that I so sometimes it feels like the the co-op is shoehorned in and it hurts the game more than it helps um Dead Space 3 um (laughs) so to keep it kind of single player it's a stealth game I think is almost perfect for a stealth game like Dishonored is kind of going in single player I think is preferred way to go right and I mean I like I love Dishonored it's, it's a stealth game I've never like I've never played before where there was literally a half dozen ways you could go in and you know you know kill your target or whatever you had to do your target like, like you, you can could, just you could play the game multiple times and not have the same experience yeah like I remember like and like one of the levels stands out to me it's like I, I get to the I get to like the main castle he's in and I can go through the sewers and crawl through and, and get like and and kill them. I can go and you can go in guns blazing essentially. You can go in up you know through like the going on on the roof and going in. You can go in and like go through however and poison his drink and we we'll just wait for him to drink it and die. I mean there's I just loved it because every single mission there was just a half dozen ways you can go in and complete the mission. Um, and it had a really good story too. I loved the ending. It wasn't really a boss battle in the ending, but the boss battle or like the the last thing was fantastic so if it mm-hmm. it's, keeps up that end with some new powers um and having two characters with completely different powers and different ways to play um i meant more replayability yeah yeah 
what what about you? I'm more excited uh, to yeah, go ahead, Jack. You know, I'm more excited just to try to go ahead and you know reintroduce myself to the series as I was burnt out to the extent last generation where I didn't get around to play Dishonored, but uh, this time around it's going to be my first time playing through the game itself. Plus, I'm really excited because the sequel looks like it's going to be very promising and it's. Uh, Definitely something I'm keeping my eye on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to see it until probably 2017 because we didn't we didn't get any we didn't get any gameplay. It was no gameplay. It was just a you know all. It was just a CG CG trailer. Yeah, a very good CG trailer, but yeah, don't uh, get, yeah, it's a CG trailer. I think it's like holiday 2016. That's what I'm guessing. At the, I mean, best case scenario, uh, but I I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it could be their big game of next year. They don't. I mean, Doom's coming out in spring, yep. so. Right. Well, they got something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, I know y'all are not really big fans of Doom, but I play. What? You're, you're, you are. Yeah. You are. Wow. Yeah. Like, I was Tyler is. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so this is probably going to be a topic for me and Tyler then. And, uh, like, I saw this Doom gameplay, and it looked great. Mm hmm. Like, it felt. Well, uh, uh, so real quick, uh, they, it was game story storyline trailer and gameplay tra- and uh, multiplayer trailer. I really didn't care for the multiplayer like, mm-hmm. the way the multiplayer looked because it felt like the original Doom, which at the time was great, but it's too di- it's too much of the same Doom for me. Mm-hmm. Honestly, but, I felt like the multiplayer aspect was sort of uh, out of place and stuff like that. But going back to the single player stuff. Yeah, it looked pretty. It looked really gruesome and stuff like that. That's it did look pretty interesting in that regard, though. But once I started talking about multiplayer you and lost how that would work, <laughs> yeah, I lost interest immediately. To be fair, the only real <laughs> multiplayer shooter game you play is Destiny. Right at the moment, yes. At the moment, yeah. Uh, so, Tyler, when did you start playing Doom? Nineteen ninety four. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I had dude. That's like when you were six. I was five. Hey, to no, be fair, I, I had, like you can't really make fun of me because I, I've told on this podcast before that my dad bought a five-year-old me Resident Evil for the PlayStation. So I had Resident <laughs> Evil for the PlayStation as well. Yeah. Um. No, I mean like Doom. I even I I owned them on my 360, and I had a, me. I remember me and a friend came. Uh, he came over to my place. We freaking stayed up till like four in the morning on a work night. And played Doom and drank um, Jaeger and uh, was that Jaegermeister? Jaegermeister and um, like Red and Monster, whatever the hell it's called. Jaeger oh Bonds. my god! Jaeger Bonds, but it was like a whole drink instead of a shot. And we we sat and played cool. Doom all night, and then like a year later, Doom Two came out on the 360 on Xbox Live, and we did the same thing. Like stayed up way late and played Doom Two on there. So I'm a big fan. I didn't. I didn't, honestly didn't play much of. Doom 64. I didn't really. Have, I only had 64 for a limited time on uh, when I was a kid. Um, I think that was I, a bad port. Yeah, um, Doom 3. I never. I actually never played. Uh, I just heard it was wasn't very good. It was kind of different. Scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, but I heard again, it. At, at this point, I was still a little kid. So yeah, but no. I mean, I've been wanting a new Doom game for a decade and more. You know, kind of going back to uh, more of the original Doom, and it looks like I mean. Bethesda's doing a great job with their old franchises. Like Wolfenstein has had a big comeback in the last year um, with with uh, the new was the New Order and Old Blood. 
have been mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, the the trailer the trailer and the, the gameplay we got of the single player. Obviously, it was on like a super high powered, probably ten thousand dollar computer, but it still looks really good. It looks like it looks like what you want from Doom. At it hits you on the keynotes with a chainsaw, and then it had the big effing gun at the end. BFG. Yeah, um, I was more up on the co-op. I, I could see it, and I, I like the idea of it kind of being more like more like Gears. What they do, like the multiplayer is, it's okay. It's a Gears. It's fine. It's fun for what it is. But what really brings people to the, the co-op part of Doom is like the the horde mode. And a game like Doom is set up perfectly for horde mode. So I, I would see myself, if enough friends of mine get Doom, I can see me see me and a couple of people playing horde mode, or whatever the hell they want to call it, for Survival. hours on end. Enter hell yeah. mode. I don't care about the whole... <laughs> it was like they had like a create, create your own map kind of thing. I don't care about... like Was it Snap something? or uh, Basically just call it Doom World. Yeah, Doom I Forge. can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I don't, I don't I mean I don't care at all about that Forge stuff. So yeah, like I can't wait to see what creative people do with it. Like I'll be excited yeah. for that. But like yeah. the I'll like in Halo I'll I won't go into it. Like I'll do like mess around for a few minutes and then quit. Yeah, out of frustration. But <laughs> like I could see Doom uh, next spring being one of the games we play for gamer nights because yeah. Like, though I'm a bitch when it comes to horror games, I can see Doom is one of the ones I've always loved. Yeah, I don't know if it's good. It doesn't look like there's so much going on the horror, though. It looks more like... More of an like action the, horror. The gore than the horror. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I've seen some of these, uh, pe- like, demons or whatever the hell they're called. Uh, they're pretty fucking... They're kind of scaring me right now. So... <laughs> make it in a poorly lit area? I'll probably yeah. do my pants. Yeah, I mean, Doom never really scared me. As I thought it was just a fun... Like, I would like to see like an HD remake of freaking the original Doom. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure at the time that the original Doom was uh, pretty scary, but now it's... Now it's just uh, not even... It's a good game, don't get me wrong, but... It's a great game. I played it five years ago. I still play it today. I think I played it when the BFG edition, the Doom 3 HD remake came out. Oh, yeah, because it came with Doom 1 and 2, didn't it? Yeah. But, and I was like, okay, I, uh, I beat the first uh, chapter and then <laughs> back to Doom 3. And, uh, alright, for the last, last uh, big thing from... Or, actually, I think it's the last thing from Bethesda... Um, Battlecry. So, yeah. But what is that? Did y'all have interest in Battlecry? Mm, I'm not really sure. Is it like a fighting game? I it's, don't really I think know. it's a multiplayer only game. Like, it's... But instead of guns... It, like, it's, it's like, like I said earlier, like, Battlecry is like a spiritual successor to Brink. Except for guns and whatnot. Mm. There's swords and crossbows and whatnot. And yeah. axes, and it it's, looks re- really good for being a Team Fortress Two uh, looking game. Is this gonna be like? Oh. I'm, I'm getting the sense this might be like a free to play kind of game, or it's not gonna be a full price copy game coming out. Uh, I'm not sure about that. Like they really didn't talk about it being free to play, but 
Yeah. It, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, I'm, I'll, I should say it now, I should have said it before, I didn't actually, Bethesda, well, besides Square Enix, but we're not counting Square Enix, is the only one, like, the only press conference that I didn't actually watch, sit down and watch the whole thing together. They put all the, they broke it up in the clips onto YouTube, and that was the only way I could yeah. I could watch it, because... Yep. Sunday night was crazy. You had Nintendo World Championships, uh, WWE Money in the Bank, Game of Thrones yep. season finale, and Bethesda. Oh, fuck. Um, all in, like, a six-hour span, but I had, like, nine hours of content, so I had Bethesda. <laughs> I didn't... So... <laughs> Yeah, so I had to ridiculous. kind of pick and choose. So I ended up the Bethesda was the one thing I didn't watch that night. Game of Thrones season finale was the one thing I skipped. Like I haven't recorded, so I can go back any time. You should watch that. I'm afraid. We can take a break. Come back in an hour. I'm afraid, but <laughs> no, we can't because this is gonna be a four-hour podcast. Better not be. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like I said, Battle Cry is uses uh, swords, bows, arrows, and whatnot, and uh, it's third person. And it seems like it's going to be a a fantasy. Uh, uh, I want to say third person shooter, but it's basically uh, instead of shooter, it's medieval times. Yeah. Okay. And I'm really interested in it because they really just show clips of the gameplay. They don't really go into detail what it was about. Yeah, that's kind of like I, I saw it. Like that's why I don't really have like much to say on it, just because I really don't know what it is because we didn't really see a lot on it. Like that's what I'm saying. It looks like it was uh, Frank's spiritual successor. Yeah, I, I'm cool with that. As the art style is very similar. Yeah, I agree with Tyler on this. Really, I need more information to go on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you as well. It's like, but I'm this is one of the few games that I'm actually interested in coming out of E3. And there was a lot announced. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, we finished Bethesda. We're thirty minutes in, and we just finished the smallest press conference. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, yeah. Well, it's the smallest press conference. As far as like games announced, it was, yeah, it was definitely the, like in news. It was the smallest. Okay. Okay. All right, it's a toss-up now. EA or Ubisoft? Well, it's, I guess instead of going in order, maybe should we just do like the publishers first, and then we'll go into the yeah. That's the big what I was Like, go wait, get wait. the small stuff out of the way, then get in the big fish. Okay, as for EA and Ubisoft, guys, which one's heads, which one's tails? I'd uh, say EA, EA is heads. Ah, oh, we went different. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it this way: EA heads, Ubisoft tails. Okay, I'm gonna flip it now. Uh, two out of three. No. Yeah. You have to do that and it's tails. All right, uh, best seven out of nine. Okay, let's. An audio gag. We have to. It's a visual gag on a audio podcast. <laughs> Even though we don't have podcast. video, we can't see Gabe doing this. Right, we have to go on his word. So, either way, we're gonna get it all done. So, yeah, we'll just do yep, Ubisoft. Let's go with it. All right, Ubisoft then. <laughs> so, I know Tyler. You're a huge fan of fucking South Park. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jack, you're a fan, right? Yep. I'm not a fan of South Park, but it looked really entertaining. They yep. uh, they announced uh, South Park, the fractured butthole. Mm-hmm. That's B-U-T <laughs> space W-H-O-L-E. It's yes. a very nice play on words. It's supposed to be like it's supposed to be pronounced like the fractured. But whole. Yes. <laughs> uh, it is a direct sequel taking place right after The Stick of Truth. Yeah. But awesome. instead of fantasy like The Stick of Truth is, 
this one's going to be as superheroes. Yeah. So, and that's a big part of the show. They had a whole, like, they've had several episodes of them being superheroes. Just like they had several episodes of them being, like, like, last game, the last game, Stick of Truth was, like, more like the Game of Thrones, Lord of the Ring stuff. And then this one's yep. more going to be about, like, more comic book kind of stuff. So, um, it, I was definitely surprised by it when I, when they, they started off the press conference with it. There was a, it was a cold open. It went straight to that. There was no, we didn't, Aisha Tyler wasn't on the stage yet. It just went bam right to that. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. So, like, I saw it, and I'm like, oh, we're we getting, like, a South Park Stick of Truth HD remake, which has been talked about quite a bit. Um, or not, or more of a remaster than an HD remake. And then just to find out it's actually a, a brand new game, I am definitely pumped. That I don't think we're going to see this one for a year, yeah, maybe like two they, years. Yeah, it was just a trailer. Like, it seemed like just an episode of, like, a little mini episode of South Park because, like, they were talking about how the development was going to begin later this year. And, yeah. uh... Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, said when they finished Stick of Truth that they weren't making another South Park game. Well, they said while they were while, while they were making Stick of Truth, they didn't want to make another one. Right. But like after they were done, they wanted to make another one. Um, yeah, the only, <laughs> the only downside is Obsidian isn't making this one. I'm not sure who is, um, but they have a, they already have a kind of a system in place. So I think I imagine that the gameplay and everything will be very the similar. same. So, but which is I think it's Ubisoft San Francisco that's going to be making this one. Oh, is it? Okay. So, I, I mean, think. the system they have in place is excellent. Um it's the, the like I talked about when the game first came out uh, what 2 years ago. Um or no, last year cuz it was my game of the year January. last year. Yeah. Yeah, it was my game of the year yeah. last year, so um the gameplay was good enough to get you through the game and all the side quests and that in the story, which is kind of what brings you into the game. So, and they have that already in place, so I'm 100% in. I can't wait to play it in spring 2017. Uh, what about you, Jack? I'm really excited about it, though, because I really do want to try to, you know, go into, like, the whole South Park games and stuff. I watched the entire playthrough of The Stick of Truth. I really loved the gameplay aspect of it. Plus, the story things were really fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in seeing what type of combat they're going to be going into, considering that... Well, one, Obsidian, a majorly like accomplished, like say RPG maker type of uh, company, is not present in this one. So I'm really kind of interested in seeing where type of direction it could be. Sort of like an action sort of game, which is kind of different than what they were doing originally. But I'm just at the way this wait and see approach. I don't see too big of a difference on the gameplay. I think it's gonna be more of the yeah, same. Yeah, I think it's just gonna be. You want more South Park? Here's your more South Park. You want you want more comedy from South Park? Here you go. And they're superheroes. Yeah, I mean, normally I would complain about that in a, a game kind of lazily putting a sequel together, but for a game that's you go into more based on the characters and the story, you, I'm fine with this. I mean, I think it'll be more of the turn based, um, that you know, than it will be like a, a button masher or anything like that. Uh, I'm not entirely positive, but didn't they say like, didn't they have something with Sticker Truth going into uh, going into the fractured butthole? Like what? something, I want to say something carry over, but I could be mistaken. Well, the the main protag or the main antagonist, it sounds like, will be back in yep. the fractured butthole. It it you talk about you try you're trying to talk about seriously when we say the fractured butthole, and you can't like after you say it, it just <laughs> yeah. Sounds I was ridiculous. trying not to laugh when I was saying it, but, but yeah, I thought like uh, the new kid, like I thought I actually like some 
I don't carry over, but I could be. I don't think anything story-wise look like your character. It sounds like you're going to be using the same. Well, actually, no, it sounds like it's going to be a different new kid. <laughs> it's like, so. there's a new new kid. Yeah, there's a new, yeah, the, the, you're the new new kid. I imagine there'll be some jokes about that in yeah, the game. Yeah, but, yeah, of course, it's South Park. Yep. A lot of suffering, self-referential stuff in that game. Yep. Uh, or in the series. But, moving on, like, I know we are interested in it, but, and... Tyler, you said you were also in, like, this is a Tyler-heavy episode. <laughs> or Ubisoft, yeah, very heavy presser, at least in the beginning. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll, as further we'll go, we'll lean more towards Jack. Yeah, probably. But you are you were interested in The Division. Like, it's huh? been my game of the show the last two two years. Yeah. <laughs> and now they gave you gameplay of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, like, this, the gameplay that they showed off, the Dark Zone gameplay. Yeah. Like, it felt like a Tom Clancy's version of Destiny. That's what I got out of it, too, actually, yeah. And, uh, like, that actually does kind of excite me. But also, <laughs> like, from the way they showed the trailer, like, at the end of it, it's like, alright, let's take these guys out. It's like, they betrayed the people that they were help that helped them from the very yeah, beginning. That, that instantly turned me off of the game. <laughs> And then at the very end, it's like, all right, let's get a distraction. Then the other guy kills both of them. Yeah, then he turns out his own friends, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, God, I do not want that to happen, but I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a really intriguing thing at the time, but it's like if if all three of us are playing and then, like, Jack all of a sudden decides to kill us and take our loot, like, we're, we're kicking him off the show. Yeah, it's like, so. Go ahead, just get like random Facebook threats from you two. Can't believe you. No, we're just going to delete you from the Facebook group, and we're just going to go on with the show. Taking all your admin <laughs> away, take, changing the password to everything. Yeah, changing the password to everything. All of a sudden, you just had to go in. Well, rest in peace, Jack of Hearts. Yeah, he's dead now. We killed him. Uh, no, I'm. It's the division's a weird. It's 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 wild to me. Like, um. I was, when they first announced the division two years ago on actually episode one of our podcast, E3 2013, like, yep. I was blown away by that, by just what they should. And they even showed some gameplay during that. Um, and last year, when they got more and more detailed with it, I was blown away again. And it seems like this year, I don't, and it's like nothing really, I don't, I can't, like, I can't put my finger on it. But I'm like I'm don't I'm almost to the point I just don't care anymore about the game. Like I, I I'm probably gonna get it when it comes out, but right now I'm just kind of like my hype level is at like an all time low with this. Like I think I just hype myself up so much just with like these. Fir- Watchdogs. Yeah, it it, yep. were, it was it's been delayed three times. So like I mean that's a good point. Like Watchdogs was delayed multiple times. And we saw so much on it, and by you know by the time it came out, I, really by the time the last E3 it came it was on before it was released. My level, my hype level just went down a little bit, and I mean, like I said, I'm probably gonna get it still when it comes out. Uh, but it's just like we've seen a, we've seen a lot of gameplay on it. Really, there's nothing really new that came out of this. It's not much different than last year's gameplay reveal. So it was heavily know. scripted. Like this, yeah, this yep. gameplay and, trailer was really scripted. But it, but it was I enjoyed it. Like I was this is the first time I'm actually interested in the division. Yeah, and. Um, all I had to do was put add Destiny elements into it. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> damn it, the game I spent freaking three hundred hours in. I could, we could turn we could turn freaking Jake into a, a Nintendo fanboy if like all every all, like all the, the game had added. All 
all Nintendo had was ha- released Destiny. It's like, damn it. Next day, <laughs> Destiny Two, Wii U exclusive. People will be burning like, the streets with Bungie. I'll, I'll be, I'll be on the side of the Xbox fanboys. I'll be Oh my god! If that ended up being the case, oh my god, that'd be awesome. Finally, you just gave me no, some vivid, just awesome images in my head, and I'm fucking laughing. No, no chat, <laughs> no voice chat. <laughs> but uh, Ubisoft did announce that the game will drop on March 8th of next year of 2016. Good. It's a good time. It's a good time. As far as we know, nothing really big is coming out. I mean, it seems like a lot of things were announced for spring of 2016. <laughs> it looks yeah, like I know. I think. You look at what we're There's having. There's going to be stuff pushed back. I know that. Yeah, I mean, oh. this happens every year, though. It seems like you look at like I think like every E3 we come out of it like, man, look at the next twelve months. Like all this stuff we're gonna get, and then it's like as time Near goes September, on, it's like look at all the shit that got pushed back. Yeah, I know. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, like man, every like year. next freaking fall 2016 is gonna be crazy, and then it's like half the games get pushed back to spring 2017, and some get pushed back to the next the fall next fall like. This is this is like a yearly thing, I think, with E three for yeah, a lot of people. And they also now so division beta will be September of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, division the beta is in December on Xbox One, January on um, PS four. I believe the um, Rainbow Six Siege is in September. Okay, yeah, I'm mistaken, but because there's a lot of fucking, they they announced a lot of fucking Tom Clancy games. Yeah, there's I think three. Yeah, it was basically Ubisoft's entire fucking press conference. Yeah, someone actually, uh, I think it was Jim Sterling who was killing it on Twitter oh, yeah. this, this week. He put oh, like, yeah. did you guys enjoy the Tom Clancy uh, press conference? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, he, know, he was right? killing it all throughout E3. Like, yeah, yeah, like, he was. Watching him in the E3 press conference was better than the press conference. Yeah, it was, it was just as entertaining. I'd say it was even more entertaining, but yeah. So, well, I mean, if if I would have watched the Square Enix one with his live tweeting, I probably would have actually enjoyed Square Enix more. (laughs) I know, but (laughs) but uh, moving on to Rainbow Six Siege, the like they showed a little bit more. Like they announced, uh, what was her name? Angela Basket. Oh, she's playing six. Bassett, yeah, I think. Playing, yeah, Bassett. Uh, she's playing six, the team le- new leader of, or the leader of Team Rainbow. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like a. Uh, Don't say it. Yeah, it's like now it sounds like <laughs> I can't. It's like I can't even say it. So Freddie bad. Mercury is the le- is the leader leader of the group. He's actually six. <laughs> Sorry. Team Bass- Bassett <laughs> plays Freddie Mercury at six. That I would I'll, buy that I'll game buy of Harpy. <laughs> Dude, I would buy that game so fast, especially if you had to like to put out like catchphrases or something like oh, in the God, middle of no. multiplayer matches. It's like another one bites the dust. But, uh... <laughs> that would be so awesome. Is that the DLC pack? Like you no. can add like in Call of Duty. Yeah. I would totally get that. No, but it's the kind of magic. <laughs> no, Body <maybe>. language. <laughs> All right, let's Stone Cold All Crazy. Right, we, we, can't, we can't joke. We're only forty minutes in. Oh god! Oh god! But let's move on. This is yeah, better than the press conference. Let's just add Queen and everything. Let's <laughs> no, continue on. Uh, we got to see more seeds. We they announced Angela Bassett as six, and they also announced uh, the beta will start September twenty fourth. 
So I, I think it's. I don't think it's an open one though. I think you gotta like go on the yeah, website. Yeah, you have and, to like pre-order or some shit. Like yeah, I think I. I they put a website up you can yeah you can go on to and like apply essentially to get into it. But I imagine it's gonna be like Destiny is like only limited people get in, and then like it came out, and then there was like codes all over the place you can easily get well, in. Only a limited people yep. get in. But those limited people get like twenty codes you can give away. Yeah. <laughs> you no know, shit. They, uh, they Here's also these around. The siege uh, that terrorist hunt will be back, which was great for Rainbow Vegas and Vegas Two. Which was yep. also announced that you get free for Xbox One, which I, now I'm thinking is just uh, the redeem codes like it was for Fallout Three. Was it just Xbox One? Yeah, it's like uh, free copies of Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas Two for Xbox One owners. Oh, okay. It, I didn't realize it was just yeah. Xbox One owners. So okay. Yeah, so right. uh, I'm happy the terrorist hunt's coming back. And, yeah, uh, like I'll be happy to play Vegas one and two for with Xbox One people. Yeah, like Rainbow Six was the first game. Vegas was the first game I got my 360 and Terrace Hunt and really the multiplayer I thought was fantastic. So um, I don't know Siege and it's kind of a story mode too. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think Rainbow Six Siege will be a would be a fun game to play. It's just it's one of those games that's heavily focused on playing with friends. Yeah, and it's gonna yep. be really based on if friends like if I get this game it's I gotta see if, a lot uh, of people online playing Siege it Siege has a campaign similar to Vegas where you could actually do co-op mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be happy with that oh I, I think it will I, I just it's just but how many how many friends do we know are gonna actually get this right it's gonna I be, don't know it's gonna be like other Tom Clancy games gonna have a snitch audience yeah mm-hmm. like no honestly not Honestly, not a lot of people like the real simulation military games. Yeah. Nope. Like, where you shot once, you're down. Yeah, I mean, Rainbow Six Vegas was, their campaign was freaking hard, so. Yeah, even on easy. Yeah. But, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, God, didn't they announce the date? See, For the game? Um, October 16th or something? Uh, well... Download the... Uh, during Microsoft's E3 2015 press conference, Ubisoft revealed that those who purchase Siege when it's released on October 13th will... Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. October 13th, we'll get the games. Oh, no, Yoshi's Really World is October 16th. It's a Friday. That's or why thir- I'm confused. Yeah, October 13th. Okay. okay. So, I'm interested. Like, Tom Clancy... Or Rainbow Six was has been one of my favorites since I played it on the PS2. Like, I didn't play it on the... PlayStation. What do y'all? Mm. What about y'all? Who wants to take this um, one? I'm, Jack, uh, Jack, take it. Well, you know, well, you know, I think some of the aspects of the gameplay are pretty interesting and stuff like that. But uh, it, it's really not my type of game. I like to play. I, like I don't like the it. hyper like uh, okay. simulations. I just don't like the whole military simulation yeah, aspect. Yeah, the majority of that one. Like I do like yep. how they announced that everything in Siege will be destructible. Mm-hmm. That yeah. yeah, that's cool. And what about you, uh, Tyler? Oh, well, I've already kind of said my my piece on it. It's just I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun game. I think it's it, at worst it'll probably get like seven point five reviews. I think um, if you're gonna put a score on it, I guess. But it, it it's like kind of like Jack said. It's like and like I said earlier, it's gonna be, it, it's not really a game that I'm I'm gonna go out and buy right away. It's not that it doesn't have that kind of it doesn't 
go to me. Ha- it doesn't have a pulling power. As yeah, it's not, it's not in my... It, you know, I'm not the audience for that type of game, but it's a fun enough game that if I, like I said, I had friends to play with on a regular basis, I'm in. So Yeah, yeah that's basically how I feel about the one the Tom Clancy game they announced at the end of the press conference, uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like, that one was, looks fun. The one thing I focus on is like four-player co-op and the biggest open-world environment Ubisoft made has ever made. Oh. And yeah. It's like, and Far Cry 4 was huge. Yeah. I, I, honestly, the first half of this trailer, I thought it was like Just Cause 3. Yeah, I yeah, expected like, it to be something similar. I didn't expect it to be a Ghost Recon game. Yeah. I, Neither did I. And, but, uh, I mean, the, the Tom Clancy name and Ghost Recon had, still has some value to it. I'm surprised the Ghost Recon name has value to it. Cause Future Warfare last... and the countless delays of that game kind of hurt it. Yeah. Didn't it have, like, a lot of Kinect stuff, too, that kind of made it pretty... Yeah, I think it had, like, uh, weapon-changing options for Kinect and, yeah. I think, yep. voice commands. Ah. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but it seems like they're... I mean, right as of right now, but I mean, the Future Warfare looked like they were really could be a great game initially. So, um, no, it's good. I mean, Ghost Recon looks interesting. All they have to do is have Kevin Spacey in it. <laughs> That's true, uh, but no, I, I think it's gonna. It looks like a fine game. I, I don't. There's it's an open world shooter, four player. Um, it does look like they're adding some, you know, a lot of Far Cry elements to it. So. And Ubisoft yeah. has their... I mean, they, every game they make pretty much anymore is open world. So, I could. it seems... I think it's just going to be just like any other Ubisoft. Like, they have their own, like, little cliches in every single game that's open world. Like, Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, and even the crew. So, I think it's just going to... Imagine uh, a, a shooter within... In a more serious shooter in a Ubisoft world. I don't know. That trailer didn't really look all serious. Like, there was a shit ton of explosions and, like, yeah, car chases. Yeah, but I mean, more, like, it's not going to be so, like, kind of goofy. Like, even, like, Far Cry, Far Cry 3 was definitely out there. Far Cry 4 was out there. Um, so, I think this will be, like, a more serious version of that. But, but unfortunately, you won't be able to kill um, animals. But, I mean, badgers aren't won't be there, so hopefully. So Yeah, you won't great. get attacked by fucking badgers. You won't <laughs> get attacked by fucking hawks. Everything's good. Badgers are assholes. That would be fucking hilarious. Just getting chased by a random military group chased by honey badgers. <laughs> that, would awesome. that would be hilarious. No, now I want to play, go back and play Far Cry 4 to see that happen. No, I don't. I don't want to play that game ever again because of those freaking badgers. But, like, <laughs> having the badgers sick enemies is nice, but... Uh, anyway, talking about uh, going back to Ghost Recon, they announced that it will be set in Bolivia. Okay. And the de- it's been in development for more than three years, which is interesting. Like that's not necessarily a good thing either. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, we I mean we'll look at Fallout Four. Technically, they said it was in development for like six years. Yeah, since uh, I think they they were working on and, it at yeah. the same time as Skyrim. Yeah, they said they started working on two thousand nine, but they kind of took a break on it to make Skyrim. And then they, but they've been working on it pretty much nonstop since 2011. So, yeah, wow, so, yeah. But then again, Ghost Recon's never been that great with uh, the dev time. Yeah, very true. But they, it also was announced that the dev team spent two weeks in Bolivia as research, hmm. which kind of kind of interesting. Uh, but well, it like uh, Tyler said with. Siege, it's not going to be a day one purchase for me. Yeah. 
and uh, I'll but I mean we're gonna, we have we have at least one more E3 maybe two before we actually oh yeah we'll get this it'll game probably be about three four years no yeah one, no <laughs> one goes street calling that's true just because game gets announced in the E3 doesn't mean it will be out within the next year or two. I'm so I'm a, I'm surprised Cough. really after last, last year with Rainbow Six Siege <laughs> uh, that it's coming out this year because when we watched the trailer we had um, Rainbow Six Siege it was it was an alpha and it didn't even have color it was all I think it was all like black and white and some gray to it so I mean it could come out next year I wouldn't be surprised but I mean I'm sure they have enough games that come out you know in the fall so I bet it'd be a spring 2017 type of game maybe. Uh, you talking about Siege or uh, Ghost Recon? Oh, Ghost Recon. Sorry. Okay. Um, but here's one thing that I was interested in that uh, Ubisoft announced. Mm-hmm. The Trials Fusion Expansion. Awesome <laughs> level <laughs> max. It sim- looked similar to Blood Dragon. It was like, it was a cat with a, a golden gun riding a fucking unicorn. Yep. That was Breeze Fire. <laughs> that Breeze Fire. I must have missed that. And uh, I cannot wait because I've enjoyed Trials Fusion. Like, it was one of the games for a while that I played before we start recording the podcast. Mm-hmm. And if it's mixed with some, like, the elements, like, similar to uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, I'll be so happy. And, and if they change the, the title music of, of Trials Fusion, I'll, I'll, I might just want to be a day one. I might actually buy this game day one just to get rid of that freaking... <laughs> tra- oh, God, that music is horrible. You gotta just you... turn the music off today. I did, and it still plays. Really? I have I had the music on <laughs> zero, and it still plays at the beginning. It turns off in the game, but uh, never mind. I, uh, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, that's all right. This game's been up for a, for a year now. Uh, I think it's something else. <laughs> What about you, uh, Jack? You you see? Were you interested in Ch- Trials Fusion or any of the Trials games? Uh, I really haven't played like Trials any type of Trials game since the 360, and I haven't played that in years. So, uh, maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. <laughs> did you see the trailer for uh, Awesome Level? Yes, Max? I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. It, it's kind of interesting though, but uh, it's sort of still like kind of like. Uh, it's still kind of pandering to that aspect, that, that that extreme type of fantasy type of thing. It's like, okay, this is what you're going to do here. You're going to ride a fucking unicorn. You're, you're a cat. A the damn unicorn. unicorn it's very much what Ubisoft likes to do with their side games. Right. Yeah. So, like, Blood Dragon and things of that nature. So. Yeah. This is within their realm of possibility. Yeah. I mean, you can you can definitely, like, Ubisoft with their big games, they're kind of formulaic in it, like I've talked about before, with their open world games. Um, but when, when it comes to, like, weird, like, when they want to do something different, like Homegrown or Child of Light or, you know, um, fuck, I always forget the name of that one game. The, the World War One game that I love so much. Um, this World Valiant Heart. Yeah, Valiant Heart, thank you. Um, I mean, when they want to do their own side thing, or Blood Dragon, like I said, I mean, they, they do a really great job with their side stuff. I think there's some of their smaller side stuff is better than some of their bigger things that they do. So. All right, well, uh, Ubisoft. Soft uh, also announced a new IP called For Honor, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed that it. was actually announced by a real Viking. Yes, yep. that's also <laughs> what I loved. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, they have a Viking announcing a Viking game. Yeah, like they they probably got him from Iceland and like, hey, come over here. We need we need you. Or for maybe from Minnesota. I don't know. 
He probably was released with the Flint Minnesota Vikings as well. <laughs> it's like create, uh, creative uh, director Jason Vondenbura, or however you pronounce it, Viking last name. But yeah, whatever. He, he's but, a Viking. He yeah. has a cane and a long beard. It's amazing. Yeah, he seriously does. He probably spent, besides taking off from the death, death time, like, like he grew that beard just for this E3 yeah. to announce it. I was more excited about this game after, like, after, like, the, the gameplay is fine. I don't really care about that. But, like, I, I'm like, okay, it looks fine. But then he talked about it. And I'm like, I want to buy your game. Like, he just, he <laughs> sold me on it. Like, just the way he, like, he enunciated, like, everything. I'm like, I'm in. I'll buy your game. Just because <laughs> Give it up now. Can I just give you $60 instead? <laughs> oh, real quick. Going back to that. Uh, you just remind me of something about Fallout 4 real quick. Uh, there was this picture i don't know if it was sure or not but this guy collected bottle caps for since he played yeah. Fallout three <laughs> and uh he's talking about he sent a letter like with the like 2500 bottle caps saying <laughs> like you you're now the price in real world dollars uh i don't know what that or pre-war dollars i do not know what the exchange rate is but here's my life savings uh for pre-ordering fallout 4 and it's like I thought that was awesome. I think I think um, <laughs> Bethesda should like send him a free copy of like the, the collector edition. edition. Yeah, yeah, like, he should get a free one just for that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, uh, but anyway, coming back to uh, Ubisoft, the four honors like it showed a uh, they showed off with a four on four demo with between uh, I want to say it was knights and samurai. Yeah, cause it's not. Yeah, it's not just like there's Vikings, yeah, knights, samurais. It's a combination of a bunch of different warriors. Yeah, uh, but and it's the whole thing was like each team uh, it gets pushed towards a center objective with a mass army of AI unit, AI uh, fighters, yep. and uh, like, like I think they have like pro players on the like demonstrating it because like they were. It felt like it was scripted, but I doubt it was. Cause it was I'm pretty sure demo. it's. I, I I think I don't trust any live live demo. I'm doing disease and quotations. I yeah. think they're all pre-rendered or like not pre-rendered, but they're all been recorded beforehand. Right, but like I don't know if uh, that was the case. Like it seemed, it seemed weird. Like I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was. I know it was a little bit scripted, but I'm not entirely sure. I think. Clearly, I know that they've actually uh, played the game for yeah. the show, like to be good at the show. But from what I was like, I'm really going to enjoy playing as a samurai. Mm-hmm. Like that's always been like my little era. I wish, uh, I wish that Assassin's Creed went to. Maybe one day in Japan. Maybe one day. Like, <laughs> maybe one day we'll get feudal Japan. It's like, no, it's the one thing everybody wants. Let's go back to Paris. No, let's go to better. London with Fallout Syndicate. Or, Fallout with Syndicate. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. <laughs> yes. And, uh, speaking of which, uh, Tyler, as a jaded person, what do you think? Uh, For Honor? Uh, no, or, uh, uh, Syndicate. Oh, I thought you were going to ask me. Fallout Syndicate or Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Fallout. Assassin's Creed Fallout <laughs> Syndicate. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns on, like the, their showings always look fantastic with Assassin's Creed. Um, you can never like the, the visuals, how you know everything about the game looks excellent. But 
they, they, whenever they show you the stuff, they never really show you the actual like yeah, game parts. CG. They show you like well, no, they show you the game parts, but they don't show you like they show you like some of the cool stuff you do on a, like a really cool mission that they, they that happens once or twice a game. But they don't show you all the, the thirty hours of bullcrap and boring stuff you do in between that stuff. So. Oh, uh, you want to walk around, hmm. run around, rooftop, rooftop. Well, here is your new simulator. Yeah, here's your so parkour simulator. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, it looked very impressive. I can see why people are interested, you know, are intrigued, and or, you know, liked it. Um, you can't, you can never go against what you know what they showed you. They do a great job of showing you the cool stuff on a Assassin's Creed, but. Like I said, I don't care. I know what it's going to be, and I don't care. I was kind of wondering, you know, where exactly were this female protagonist stuff that uh, they had options, you know, whereas inside this very trailer, you know, because everything else was like, okay, we're going to showcase this, the male the male guy, you know, do the gameplay, do this and do that and stuff like that. Just no mention, we're also gonna nothing have a like that at all. The that audience that Isha Tyler makes fun of. Yeah, the, you yeah. just look like the guy, you know. Yeah. That was lame. Yeah, it was pretty lame. Yep. Uh, but I'm intrigued because it is the only uh, Assassin's Creed so far to take place during the Industrial Revolution. Yeah, that's an interesting time. I could say that. Yeah, that's true. Like, I've played pretty much all of the Assassin's Creed games and for about three hours, and then I get bored. Yep. It's not like I haven't tried to play them. So yeah, but I guess you could say going back to like you know the time like they always put Assassin's Creed is always in a really interesting time. Like Assassin's Creed Three was in a really cool time, like seventeen seventy six. That's a really that's a really interesting timeline, and it it sucked. And they made that boring. <laughs> yeah, they, they screwed it up. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing more like actual real gameplay of it. But like, you want to see real gameplay of it? Uh, play just play Creed any of the yeah. yeah, play any of the other six <laughs> Assassin's Creed games. Yeah, I, I had a, <laughs> I caught myself right after I said that. Damn it! <laughs> but anyway. We're trying to get through this, I promise. So, I'll be honest, like, every, y'all, y'all both have this show, the E3 note stuff, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, between what we've talked about with Ubisoft, I really don't know where to go to for, go to next. So, well, where y'all want to go? Well, before that, I, I want to, like, I don't know if we did with Bethesda or not, but I, I kind of, like, when we get done talking about it, like, what were our overall, like, thoughts? Or, like, was it, like... A win? Did you like like a lot of it? Did you dislike it overall? What were your overall thoughts of the press conference? I'm just kind of curious what you guys think of that, like the whole as a whole, um, for, the butthole for, for the fractured butthole. I thought the entire press Bethesda conference was good, pretty good, pretty solid. Yeah, like uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, the guy that did the main speaking. Uh, main uh, fuck. doesn't matter. Yeah, that guy's we, like he was actually interesting. What? Like the Viking guy, he was like, he was interesting. I, he actually made me interested in like all yeah. the stuff from uh, <laughs> from Bethesda. Um, the power of marketing. Yep. <laughs> yep. He was he's good public speaker. Yes. Uh, what about you, Jack? I thought that Ubisoft was uh, pretty solid within their run and stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not a lot of the stuff in the showcased. We're going back to Bethesda, oh. I guess. Bethesda. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tyler asked uh, overall thoughts of Bethesda. Bethesda and oh, Ubisoft. And Ubisoft. Okay, I'll just start with Ubisoft first and stuff like that. So like I was saying before, you know, I liked... I thought the Ubisoft press conference was 
interesting and stuff that was solid. There weren't a lot of games that I was interested in, but the few that I were interested in, I really feel like I will play eventually. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for Bethesda, I really liked it because I liked the detail that they showcase for Fallout 4, which is their biggest game right now. And uh, I like the idea, you know, I liked a lot of their unveils for Dishonored and stuff, the Definitive Edition, that Fallout Shelter that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. so, it is yeah. announced right after this press conference. I was like, <laughs> well, it was released right after this press conference. Like, well, that was unexpected. I felt that Bethesda was good, was really good and stuff like that, and it was better than Ubisoft's. Okay. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? He brought it up. Um, for me, I liked Bethesda's because I thought it was... You look at some of these, and we have the show notes up talking, and it has the notes of everything that was announced. And you look, some of them have like 20 things. Look at, like we said, Bethesda's had like six games they talked about. It was an hour and a half, but they spent a lot of time. They spent like 25 minutes talking about Doom and like 30 minutes talking about freaking Fallout. So they, yep. they spent a lot of they, time They talk- averaged it out well. Yeah, and they, they knew what we wanted to hear about, and they focused on that. Um, there was, I mean, you could say one of the disappointing side for Bethesda, there was nothing, I mean, Fallout Shelter was cool, but there was no, like, big shocking reveal. Dishonored 2 was pretty much, we, everybody kind of assumed it was happening, and there was leaked the day or two before, um, that, mm-hmm. like, I think something happened on the Twitch stream, it was leaked. Um, so, there was nothing shocking in that, but from what we want, they knew what we wanted, and they gave it to us, so I thought, um, from that point, it was, Ubisoft, Bethesda did great. Ubisoft, for me, as a fan... Um, I like the South Park, um, you know, Fractured Butthole. Uh, the Division, I like I said, I'm kind of my hype level has gone down, but I'm still gonna probably gonna get the game. Everything else, I didn't really care for, but I think as a looking more uh, business wise, um, I thought they did a really great job. They once again, they knew what we want. I, you can say it really about probably every press conference. They knew what we wanted and they gave it to us. Um, and I thought, you know, with bringing back um, like. Rainbow Six, we're getting that soon, which we already knew about. But the Ghost Recon, bringing that back, there's a, lot, it still has, there's a name value to that that franchise. So, and with the new IP of For, For Honor, that's really great. They also announced like that Ano twenty two oh five, and I mean they gave us the Just Dance Unlimited, which I'll admit I muted that and I went and just looked on Twitter. <laughs> I was going to <laughs> talk about that in a minute. But. Yeah, but um, no, I thought Ubisoft did a great job too. I think um, they. They knew they hit their market for, on everything they, that we wanted, and what they wanted to hit on, and they did a great job of it. Uh, uh, yeah, I I agree. Like, every, all the press conferences, especially except one, I'll get into that later. Like, hit the mm-hmm. nail in the coffin. But every for everyone, like like I said earlier, it's like this was one of the better E3s in a while, mm-hmm. and uh, for a good reason. Like. Everyone, all the, every uh, developer, every every main presser knew what the, their fans wanted, and mm-hmm. they delivered. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on real quick uh, to finish off Ubisoft. Like uh, Tyler said, they announced uh, Just Dance Unlimited. That I'm just going to string through this real quick. They announced Just yep. Dance Unlimited that basically uh, uses a free app on your smartphone. To, and turns it into a controller and mm-hmm. scores a dance move and without all the visual detection devices. But yeah, it's great for them. Like, yep, <laughs> that's that's a franchise that's going to make them money. Yeah, and it has made them money. They announced uh, an expansion for the crew called Wild Run that I kind of had interested in. Like, I know 
the crew didn't do hasn't done very well and i hope that this makes up for that well, I think it's sold a few million copies, so I think... Yeah, but, like, on a gameplay level... Yeah, no, from gameplay level, it's not very good, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like, I hope it improves upon that, because I want to get into the crew. Like, I want... No pun intended, but... Like, I actually do want to play that game. Um, and what else I'm looking for? They announced another racing game... I, th- I want to say it's a new IP, or it's just a... No, I don't think it's a new IP, but... I think it's, like, a popular i've never heard of the franchise track mania but i think it's a from like reading stuff online it sounds like it's been like a, a, rem- a some, remaster or reboot yeah but I don't, know. I don't know anything about it but they also announced a game called track mania turbo with uh, over 200 tracks plus four different environments uh four gameplay modes five difficulty levels yada 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 typical racing stuff mm-hmm. uh they also announced a uh random racing course that it'll randomize the track it'll ensure everything's different and uh basically give you unlimited resources yep and just hop in and play and like that's kind of interesting and uh i'll be happy to see more on that because like we've said plenty of times we want good racing games yep uh but also uh something that was also a new ip that was actually uh, intrigued me a little. Uh, Anno uh, 2005. I think it's 2205. 2205, yeah. I'm, I'm misread it. My bad. Uh, it's a city builder set for release on November 7th. So, I'm not really a fan of city builder like games like Sims and whatnot. What about y'all? Uh, not really. Yeah, kind of the same. I, it looked like, it, as far as the city builders go, it looks interesting. I think the big thing on this one is it's going to go to the moon. Yes. So that, I think that's a big selling point on it. Yes, yeah, it's going to be in space. So that's interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm not the biggest city builder guy, so I don't really have much to say on that one. Uh, if you are a city builder fan, let us know and see yeah, what you're. Uh, tell us your opinion of it. Yeah. Uh, but alright. So, yada, 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 South Park. Division, Ghost Recon, Rainbow Six, For Honor, Crew, Wild Run, No, Just Dance, and Assassin's Creed, Track and uh, Trackmania. Those were the games that uh, Ubisoft announced. Yep, it was fine. Yeah, and like overall, I would give it maybe an eight eight out of ten for a press conference. I'll go seven out of ten. I go six point five with me. Damn, <laughs> Jack coming low. <laughs> It's my interests. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, alright. So, I guess... Well, two of those to... points for me was just off the Viking guy, but that's... <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's where the... Like, I was going to go with a seven, but the Viking guy pumped it up to an eight. Okay. Uh, so, we're going to E3 now. E3? Uh, E3. EA. E3. <laughs> so, what the hell have we been talking about this entire time? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's now, uh, as we left off, like... I, when I was live tweeting this, uh, I was like, EA, E3. It's like, so I was like, I was really confused. That's why I called it E3 instead of EA just now. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, they kicked off uh, their press conference with the Mass Effect Andromeda uh, announcement trailer with Johnny Cash. Yep, which is always good touch. And it felt like uh, the. TV trailer for the original Mass Effect. 
like the show command <laughs> like on the <laughs> Mass Effect One show to Commander Shepard just like listening to distress beacons and decide which one to go to. Yeah, I remember that now. Yep. And uh and start off with this the protagonist that we don't really know of, like just swapping like left and right to destinations. And uh like so like hope it goes a little bit more to that. Like it was just a teaser. Uh what'd y'all think real quick? Like for a minute trailer. Um, I, I'll start off with this one. I'm kind of bummed. I mean, we've been talking about they've talked about Mass Effect now, Mass Effect Four now, Andromeda for the last two E3s, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is the thirty three now. They talked about it, and we have seen no gameplay still. Like, yeah, still got Yeah, it's probably gonna be out like next in twenty seventeen. I yeah, I, I mean, the Mass Effect games. I think all all but the first one came out in the spring. Or like that February yep. kind of area, so I can it could probably be a spring 2017 game. Um, maybe they delay it till the fall, but they always have EA's got plenty of games for every year for the fall. Um, but yeah. no, I, I don't know. I mean, there's not. It's hard to talk about just because it, it was a I, minute I was like, trailer. Yeah, it was a minute trailer, and I'm I'm more. I mean, really, all I can say is I'm just kind of bummed that we. I thought this year was gonna be the big showing for like the big, not the big. I think I think next E3 would have been the big huge showing. Where we got a lot of it, but I thought we were gonna get. Something. It was going to be the battlefront of next year. It's going to be the battlefront of EA's E3. Yeah, like we got. Yeah, like I was expecting at least two, three minutes, you know, of something, but we got absolutely nothing. So yeah, we right. got a guy in helmets uh, playing Tinder for our planet. Yep. <laughs> it's good. Oh it's good God. analogy. Actually, I like that one. That's actually a pretty good observation right there. He was totally just swiping left and right to everything. So, yeah, I'll save this Swipe one. left. Nope. No, no, fuck Swipe this right. Yep. This thing has over a thunderstorm on it. Spot left. <laughs> Tropical beaches. Right. Hey, bikini girls in the Asari. Yeah. Oh, this one's very religious. Right. Left. <laughs> oh, this is the slug planet. Left. But like, uh, it's the black I was kind planet of bummed left. out that um, that they had like I'm a fan of Johnny Cash, but it felt like shoehorned in. Like I don't know why it was there. It felt weird. Yeah. Johnny Cash could be in anything. It's never shoehorned. It's Johnny Cash. No, it's like Johnny Cash. Like I was saying this a couple of days ago. I was like, like at, shortly after the event, that like I'm a fan of Johnny Cash and all, but it's like Mass Effect is one of those franchises that needs its own. Uh, yeah, it's our own original score. Like, but I know it was just a trailer to get people sucked, but it felt weird. Like uh, Jack said, "Yeah, I mean they got good well, music in the trailer." There. Go on. Yeah, sorry. Go on. Oh, sorry, Tyler. You finish what you're gonna say. I would say, well, Mass Effect does have a good score. I mean, their, their music in the games are pretty good, so I mean they could have used it, obviously. But Johnny Cash never a bad thing. It, it was weird that it was uh, I want to say Lonesome Rider. Um, not entirely sure what the name of that song was, but uh, Johnny Cash has some good music and stuff Johnny like Cash that. But in the con, this... oh, I was just it felt weird for Mass Effect. I think it's tear him down. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe the thing. The thing about it, what I'm trying to elaborate on, though, it felt weird in the Mass Effect sort of perspective because, well, yeah, of course, a lot of the themes of oh, hey, there's like these like Wild West tour of like. Uh, desert sort of like backgrounds and stuff he's flipping through and stuff like that but ultimately i kind of felt disappointed with this trailer even though it was a decent trailer which i did enjoy the aspect of it i'm just saying if you probably redubbed it with like say 
sort of like a sci-fi like musical background, like, or even something like a little something orchestral. Similar to Ma- Mass Effect. Yeah, something similar to the original Mass Effect that would have got me maybe a little bit more excited. But the number one disappointment, there's no gameplay of mm-hmm. this for the third E3 in a row. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. just it's just one of those things like if they really don't get gameplay at this point, like early on, like uh, I'm sure it would been torn apart like not necessarily torn apart but people would have frowned upon it like it was like it's been announced three years in a row it's like and we're getting poor gameplay oh that's just the thing about it It, i think they unveiled it like too soon mass effect 4 because this is a long period of time where they show it and stuff it's like okay here's some concept art oh hey here's another trailer for it you know yeah Yeah, but uh well i mean look we'll see more play around game awards you can say the same thing about Kingdom Hearts yeah. 3, though. They announced it two years ago. It was in de- development. We got, like, a 30-second trailer on it. And we just now got something two years later on it, which is kind of the same thing with... I mean, that makes you, like makes our case even more about... They announced Mass Effect 4 was in uh, development two years ago, and Kingdom Hearts had a whole four-minute trailer with gameplay, and this had nothing. I know. <laughs> the thing about that is, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 skipped an entire freaking generation. That, that's very true it's too. Stip, yeah, and, it's, uh, it's been like fifteen years since we had one. So yeah, and it's like so they needed to come out with something because it was announced what like two E threes ago, like the same yeah, time PS four was announced. It was Mass Effect four was announced the same E three though. So yeah, but we had Mass Effect we had a Mass Effect game tie us over last gen. We had like the entire three of Mass Effect trilogy was played. Like, I don't care. I still want more Mass Effect. We all want more Mass Effect. We can go on. <laughs> freaking four-hour podcast just about Andromeda for a minute and a half trailer. No, I don't have anything else to say on it. Other than but, that, so. Oh, I do. Like, predictions and all that shit. Like, what oh, we if we want to go into that, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Just, but anyways, move on. It's like to another Bioware uh, big-name game. Uh, they announced uh, Knights of the Fallen Empire, an expansion to uh, the Old Republic. What in like I enjoyed their uh, rendered cutscenes or rendered uh, trailers, uh, but I I enjoyed this play one of my favorite trailers out, out uh, E3. Mm-hmm. And what excited me is that they announced that they're going back to the traditional Bioware storytelling. Mm-hmm. That's good, and uh, like got me like instantly excited even more. Yeah. I love that they're going that route, you know, with the story mode and stuff, you know. But that's, that's a great. There's one. If there's one thing you can't knock up Bioware, it's their storytelling. That's like the, they make good gameplay, but their storytelling is just. It's like that's their focal point. That's their big thing. Mm-hmm. And I've went back like within the last month and started replaying Old Republic, and like as coming off of that, like this just like peaked my excitement even more. And uh, yeah. they announced that the expansion will be free for subscribers. That's and cool. If you uh, pre-order it or whatnot, uh, you get a free level sixty, which is their new cap. You get yeah, you get some uh, some cool stuff out of it. Which uh, this probably be a NASA thing for Star Wars, but isn't Battlefront related. Mm-hmm. Like and I know y'all aren't uh, big MMO fans. I wish, but I wish y'all would play the Old Republic. 
No, I, no. For a power from if a it was if this was more of a point. this is more of a console thing. I think I'd be definitely be interested in it. It's Bioware and it's Star Wars. So Me too. It's two things I really like, but yeah, I'm just my laptop couldn't handle this game. I don't think. Yeah, I think we ha- our laptops are pretty about the, are about the same quality yeah. was and mine could run it. I hardly ever play PC games, so yeah, <laughs> that rules me out. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, uh, the big thing from E3, or damn it, I did it again. Yeah, well, technically <laughs> yeah. it is, but from E3, EA, <laughs> EA and E3, uh, they showed us uh, gameplay footage for Battle Star Wars Battlefront. Oh my god! Once I saw that footage, dude, <sighs> I just got flashbacks. I got flashbacks of playing my N64, playing Shadows of the. Empire and oh. Rogue Squadron. <laughs> and I immediately wanted to play it. <laughs> that whole instance and stuff where you're like the, controlling the snow speeder and stuff like that, trying to just, just tow that Imperial Walker and stuff. Oh, oh the, the Atta? Yeah, that was awesome. The ATAT, yeah. Yeah, when they actually, yeah. when they did like the Empire Strike Backs, when they go around and they trip it, that was great. Yeah. Yep. It was like I was, like, I was never really a Battlefront fan, but this trailer just. Like, it was showcased off on a PS4. Yep. Like, it was recorded from a PS4. And it was like, oh my god, the gameplay looks so fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't wait for more. Yeah, I I was already saw. I didn't need to see gameplay on this. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I was like, going to get it, but... For all Star Wars fans, we didn't need to see gameplay. It was just nice to see. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much like Mass... Like, I mean, really, like... With like Mass Effect and Kingdom Hearts three, we're like we just want the damn game at this point. <laughs> it, it from what I saw, I was like it looked a lot like uh, Battlefield. Like I was throughout the entire gameplay of it, I was thinking it's like this is really just a uh, battle or, or Battlefield Star Wars. Yeah, which I mean, and isn't that's, a bad and thing, I'm, but and, and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Battlefield. I mean, it's the same developers, yeah, so it, it nice. makes sense. Yeah. But, and uh, announced it. I don't know if they announced it, but it's scheduled for a uh, November seventeenth release. Yeah, they announced that um, at on May the fourth. Yeah, that that That's makes awesome. sense. But yep, uh, I'm excited. Um, like anything else, y'all like got extremely happy about when you saw this trailer or gameplay footage. Oh, for uh, Star Wars. Yeah. Well, let's see. Like I said before, the snow speeder aspect of it. I like the fact that Luke Skywalker comes out, you're just battling Darth Vader and stuff. It just felt, like, really organic, the gameplay itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I liked, they've really focused on, like, if you're, uh, if you pilot an X-Wing, you're piloting a real X-Wing. And I was like, yep. what? I was like, that didn't really make sense, but, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, got me in. <laughs> you, you got I'm me. In. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've already yeah. sold me on it. Now stop talking stop. about it. Just give it to Once me. Once you make the sale, stop, stop selling. Stop. Give it to me. Yeah, wow. you don't have to keep talking about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's um, like, but another thing they announced that Star Wars related, uh, they announced a card game called yay. Galaxy of Heroes. This is gonna be like the, this is gonna be the next big thing. <laughs> Every freaking publisher is gonna have eight of these. It's gonna be. They're a, gonna have their own version of Hearts. It's gonna be a uh, Yu-Gi-Oh uh, digital collectible card game. Out That'd be interesting. Too. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah, think about that. It's already a card <laughs> yeah. game. But I would take one on like on like a smartphone or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. I would actually enjoy an actual full fledged Yu Gi Oh game on the smartphone. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like I'm, I'm. We've 
discuss this is Star but this is just like Elder Scrolls Legend or Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. It's just Star Wars the only name. It's gonna make money. It's gonna make money. Star Wars and Star Wars equals money, even uh-huh. if it's a prequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, uh let's they we got also got to see uh Oh, I really don't know where to go from here. Uh, Alright, let's go to the bad stuff first from, from EA. Okay. Or not necessarily bad stuff, but we also saw like this whole promo for EA Sports from NHL 16, Madden, Tiger Woods, FIFA. There was a pretty bad uh, segment for FIFA featuring Pele. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was unfortunate too. It was unfortunate <laughs> too. It was like you couldn't understand pretty much most of what he was saying. That's true. And, I uh, mean, he's one of the most accomplished like athletes in the world and stuff like that. You put him on stage and just have him talk and stuff like that, and uh, he, you can hardly barely understand him. It was just it was, oh, yeah, he, it was quiet. You could barely understand bad him. Press. And, uh, it was awkward. Yeah, it was. It was like that's when I was watching uh, Jim Starling like tear the EA press conference up during that sports segment. Yeah, I mean, well, it wasn't they, as bad as say like as the the what was it the hoop god? Yeah, that was funny. Well, <laughs> that was fucking funny though. <laughs> well, people complain about the EA Sports stuff, but I understand there's odd there's a huge audience for it. You could yeah, probably say the sports EA Sports is probably the biggest money maker for them of every division. Argue, I would also argue that EA Sports, the people who buy those games, aren't necessarily watching the E3 for those games. Yeah, Very I mean, true. I'd say you could definitely say there's a huge audience that don't even know what E3 is on the sports stuff. But the people want to hear. There, there's an audience that wants to hear about it, um, and they're going to keep bringing it up because they're going to. There's going to be there's going to be news reports coming out, even for some of those more casual people. They might read about it, all the new stuff that's coming to it, or see some screenshots. So, I mean, there's a reason they do it. I wish they had an hour. They, they always their press conference is always an hour, and they always spend and they twenty. Spend, they they overdid their conference too they spent almost maybe close to half 20 25 minutes of on just on the ea sports side so i mean, I, I wish they would knock it down a little bit you know maybe spend 15 on it or something like that it's not yeah they don't need a paley coming out to do it but fifa i think is actually their biggest it's, seller yeah, it has to be between fifa and madden their biggest well fifa's bigger madden's bigger here in, yeah, the, in the north in the america US, but, but fifa's big worldwide FIFA is huge in Europe. Like, it's a lot. It sells. A, I, I'm pretty sure FIFA actually. I really do think it outsells all the, their sports games. So. I think FIFA games still yep. come out on the PS2. Yes, they do. And, like, they in like did, Brazil actually, and stuff. But, they still, yeah, they still make them in, like, South America because nobody has PS3 still. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, $16,000 in Brazil. So. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's like the. It's like watching people tweet about how bad that that whole part was and the fact that the EA press conference did go over 30 minutes yep and uh, it was ridiculous but like moving on from that to Need for Speed like they showed like actual gameplay footage of Need for Speed mm-hmm. and it basically looked like it combined all the best parts between Underground uh, Carbon the Carbon was good eh yeah, yes and no, but and they also show like some looks like uh, Burnout Paradise. Yeah, yeah I so, mean, if, like I'm they, interested. In, it's like the first Need for Speed I've been interested in for a while. Yeah, I mean, if they take all the good stuff from the other games and just kind of cut out the fat, 
Um, I think it'll be great. I, I, I definitely I want to see more what they do with it and see if like kind of where they go with it. But um, for, for initial showing, it was very impressive. Right. What did you think, uh, Jack? Yeah, the Need for Speed thing was really kind of interesting and stuff like that. I like how they're going back to basics with uh, the franchise itself. I mean, granted, I have not played very many of like, the Need for Speed games, but the ones that I have were really interesting. <laughs> Which the ones I did play were like that subset for like Hot Pursuit and stuff like that. Wait, but, the original uh, Hot Pursuit series or the remake that came out in like 2010? Think... No, not in 2010. I'm talking about the ones that were like on the Hot GameCube Pursuit and stuff like and that. that. Yeah. So seeing that though, it just gave me a good glimpse of like say, <laughs> it gave me some like like familiarization say like with a game like per- Burnout Paradise and stuff like that. So I'm kind of interested in seeing where this goes. May want to play it too. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Uh, but uh, like I'm like I said, I'm interested in it, and I want to see like when the I want to see more. Like it was when I did these notes, I I did it as the press conference was going on. So uh-huh. like getting like fetching links, like I even linked most of the stuff. So, yeah, I know, right? And it's like, just in case people missed it, it was like, and this is one of the ones that I could not find. I'm sure I could find now, but it's late. Uh, but anyway, uh, all right, I know everyone's in love with this one, so let's move on to Unravel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler! <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to talk about this game. Let's do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're excited to... You no, you're fine. Okay, no, you I can't. I can't. I'm too gay right now. You talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is like uh, we have a friend, uh, Truth and Justice, and yep. uh, he's like announcing, like he says on Facebook, he's like, "All right, I'm really excited to be able to talk, like talk about what I've been working on for the past couple months, and uh, I really hope y'all enjoy the, like enjoy it, like the hearing about it." And he's talking about how he's un- working on Unraveled, or Unravel, huh. which kind of looks like a mixture of Little Big Planet meets, yep. I want to say, a uh, Bright Limbo. Yep, I could see that. Kind of a Bright Limbo with sort of influence, say, from like Yarn, like games Basically, in the past. Uh, you're, you play <laughs> as a character named Yarny, which... like the ca- <laughs> Yarny? Yeah, the character's name is Yarny. Uh, but it was like the the entire time the guy was talking about it, like he was shaking and it like he was about yes. to cry. Yeah, dude, he like when he took his he had the yarny in his in his coat and he took it out and they like zoomed in on his hands and they were like visibly Sh- shaking. <laughs> and mm. it was ridiculous. Like, Someone gets social anxiety. Like I, yeah. I kinda of felt bad for him, but I was also mm. like Dude, gotta relax. Like this is gonna be popular. Everyone loves it. Just because yeah. of that little ar- yarny figure they pulled out. <laughs> it gave me the impression, like, please love this game. All right, please so, love it. It's so a new IP. Everybody, fo- I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up. But everybody needs to follow the yarny um, or the unravel uh, Twitter page, right? Uh, like, and just look at. So he's going the, the the guy like, which is probably like the most endearing part of all of E3 was his moment on the stage, as far as just like. It's like a really cool thing to see, and like you know, everybody comes out like you see you see a thousand faceless you know clean cut 
well, white guys on stage Trying talking about their, their game. Their game. Yeah, and they're very uh-huh. business. They're very straightforward. He came out, and you could tell there was a passion behind it. Yeah, and he, like, he, he not, this isn't what he does. Love for his game. Yeah, and He's this was not happy this. To see it being yeah, this isn't a normal thing. He doesn't go in front of people and talk. Like this is, you know, he makes games. Like, he doesn't talk in front of millions of people. So, which was a good uh, thing for e, for EA to let him do that. Like, yeah, yep. They needed something to push towards the crowd. Yeah, I think it did add effect to it when you see when you watch it. Like it wasn't just some generic, you know, got businessman on the stage. It was the guy itself on the stage. Yep, and he showed off his game. That like that just made it stick out even more. Yeah, uh, but exactly. follow at unravel underscore game on Twitter, and he's been going around E3 like the last couple of days um, as it's going on. And, like he's going around playing games, and he's got like taking pictures with Yarny in different areas. <laughs> it's just cool. It's that's my favorite. Cool. It's my new favorite Twitter page. So, but yeah, it's, that sounds really cool. Uh, but the whole point to this is like your it's a side scroller with I want to say puzzle elements. Mm-hmm. So, like. Let's say uh, every time you walk, you lose your yarn. Mm-hmm. And it seems weird, but like I would definitely look at the trailer. And, like if you don't enjoy the trailer, you have no soul. Yes, I hate and, you. And <laughs> from a ginger standpoint, yeah, that's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I can't like every time uh, Truth and Justice posts something on Facebook related to this, I immediately comment. I was like, oh, I'm so. I want it so bad. Yeah, I'm hope. I hope this game is sooner than later. I hope yeah. it's like this year. Yeah, seriously, it's like if this this could be the next Little Big Planet, and oh, be a good Little Big Planet. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. I mean, or not really could be the next big kind of like. Uh, there, there's something sort of really lacking. I thought so far this generation, as far as like, we haven't had like. You look at last generation, we had a lot, especially in the beginning, like when they really got big into Xbox Live and PlayStation Network, we had a lot of really great kind of smaller games and indie games, uh-huh. mainly indie games. And it seems like so far this generation, we've had a, we've had a few. There's some good ones out there, but we've been having those great smaller, you know, 15, 10, 15, $20 titles on the consoles. So, and this, this could be like one of the next big ones. So I, I am, this, I'm going to say it now, it was my game of the show. Like it was my game of the show. Like out of all the games, this is your game of the show. Yeah, I, I'm a sucker for those like those douchey cutesy like small RC indie games. cutesy artsy games that like you see like those like you know all the time. So um, that's something I forgot to mention with the Ubisoft. I was really disappointed we didn't hear anything about UbiArt. Like Child of Light and um, Valiant Heart was my Valiant Heart was my game of the show last year. Actually, not Division. Uh, so that's I'm just kind true. of disappointed by that. So. No, Unravel looks fantastic. Um, it's I, I love it. Like we don't. It's always cool to see like a different kind of style of a game. It does have some of the Kirby's Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Woolly World kind of look to it, but um, no, it looks it just it looks fantastic and it's adorable. I want Yarny. I want a Yarny amiibo. Can I get one of those? Is that possible? <laughs> Yarny amiibo. I want a Yarny amiibo in Yoshi's Woolly World. <laughs> How about just a life-size replica of Yarny? That's fine. I'll take that too. Really, as long as I get Yarny. Uh, I'm, sure I'm sure you can go on like Reddit <laughs> or somewhere, and it's like they actually have people who already make Yarny. Oh yeah, I'll, I'm sure EA wow. is like is probably working it's on like, uh, we prototype have to now. Eight thousand Yarny plushes before the game comes out. Yeah, <laughs> do it. 
I'll buy it. Yeah, it's like it looks really cute and like I'm interested. I'm not a really big fan of indie, like all these indie looking games and this because you're dead inside. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a triple <laughs> A, I'm a triple A nozzle. Yep, but like I am interested in this one. I can't wait. Yes. Uh, so uh, God, it's really down. We're done now, right? Because that's like yeah. we could just drop. We can end E3 now. Yeah, right. unravel. Done. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Anyway, we have one more, two more to talk about for, from EA. All right. So okay, everyone uh, was excited for Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare. Yep. And uh, when Garden Warfare Two was announced, uh, people lost their mind. Lost their minds. Not as much as Yarny, but people <laughs> like really enjoyed it. Like the presentation for Garden yeah. Warfare Two. And it was it, a welcome surprise. And it, for this one, it's like actually kind of interesting because uh, the plants are the antagonists. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the yeah. plants are seemed like the antagonist in this one, which is kind of cool. And there's actually a solo mode, like for like I want to say single player mode, but like well, I've never been a fan of Punch vs Zombies. Tyler, I, I know you have. I like the first one. Yeah, Garden Warfare. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, well, oh, uh, Garden Warfare is fine. Plants the original Plants, I like that one quite a bit actually. But yeah, Garden Warfare is fine. It's, it's fun to play with friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jack? I really like the Garden Warfare like franchise and stuff. You know, I really liked playing it like winter with the uh, Talking Chef or Gamer Nights and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Plus, uh, I like the original Plants vs Zombies too. I've played through at least twice. <laughs> nice. So this is really interesting to me. I mean, I want to just uh, well, it looks like the same like you know, it looks like the same aspect of like say the first Garden Warfare, but you know, like you were just saying, you know, the plants are like they're they are the antagonists this time. So it's going to be interesting to see. Like, what else they go inside this direction, you know? Right, and it was also kind of funny that they released, they announced this game to Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And uh, I was like, I felt like, well, that was weird. Oh, oh, it's Plants vs. <laughs> Zombies, no wonder. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, it was like, so, um, I'm kind of interested in Garden Warfare 2, but, like, I'm not really a fan of like the alright if you're gonna be a shooter be a shooter don't be a cutesy like alright I'm I'm a sunflower or something shooting seeds out of my mouth or something like that 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 didn't really appeal to me but I'm looking at this now and it's like I'm interested it's one of the maybe games I'll probably buy yeah <clears throat> I don't know I going for it's fine it seems more like a um the game's more for like trying to get people to spend real money buying like the packs and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I don't. It's a fine game. I. It's very. It sounds like they're putting a little more into it, but and you could bring bring your characters over is kind of nice. But I, eh, it's not gonna be a buy for me. The only reason I had the first one was because I have it for free. <laughs> okay, oh, maybe, maybe now I'll wait because that kind of <laughs> just brought me down a little. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fun game. I just I imagine it'd be forty bucks. I think the first one was forty bucks too. But yeah, yeah. it's not. It's it, I don't know. If, it, if I see it cheap, I'll probably pick it up one day. Right. Well, another game um, people were a fan of and excited for a sequel. Uh, 
Mirror's Edge Catalyst was announced for... Oh, I thought you were going to say Madden 16. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, it was announced for February... For release for February 23rd, 2016. And the story basically... is an origin story for about fate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, um... Kind of funny, like, there was this huge uh, thing about going... Like, the antag- main antagonist it lo- literally looks like the executive from EA. The, C- e- the EA, CEO of EA? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Foreshadowing. Like, but, like, in a world where corporations run the world, so that actually makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did y'all think? Like, I know, Tyler, you were a fan of the Mirror's Edge. I think, Jack, you were too? Yes. Yes, as a matter of fact, this... This gameplay footage, you know, from Mirror's Edge Catalyst was probably my favorite part of that whole, like, uh, like presser and stuff besides Star Wars Battlefront, you know, because it looks more of what I loved playing in the original, you know, transversing the parkour type of stuff, collecting stuff, not, like, you know, hero without choosing powers. your battles. Yeah, exactly. Those are, I, you know what, I love playing those type of games. <laughs> what about you, Dollar? Um, I, I, I... It looks great. It looks fine. I think I, I think I will enjoy it. Uh, the big thing that kind of detracted me from it was the fact that it's more open world. Um, and I was talking to a friend about this um, the other day, uh, where I, I don't know if it's so much that I'm learning this generation that I'm not that big of, not, not that big a fan of open world games, or she's not very. There's not very many good open world games, and maybe it's a combination of the two things. But I feel like too many games are open world just for the sake. Because that's a new big thing. Everybody wants big, huge maps with just do whatever they want in them. So yep. I feel like so, so many games shoehorn it kind of like, oh, well, we can't make this you know a linear game. It's not people aren't going to like it. Um, so they just yep. – and I feel like that's just shoehorned into so many titles. We, we, we see it all the time. Whatever the next big thing is, they just shoehorn that into the game. And even if it doesn't make – it doesn't work for it. And what I liked about Mirror's Edge 1 was just the fact that it was – I think there was 11 or 12 uh, levels – and it was yeah. it was linear, but it was still a very fun game to play. And it was great for that. And the time trials were a lot of fun to play. It, it told a story very well through that. Um, and hearing this one's more open world. Um, yeah, the whole th- concept was like there are no levels or loading times. Like, yeah, and oh, that, that, that kind of sucks. That's pretty cool, actually. Be- because the, the game, the, 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 the first one was more almost like a puzzle where it was like, not some, I guess to say a puzzle, but it was like just trying to actually do these acrobatic feats. It was, it wasn't like something like Assassin's Creed. You hit two buttons, all of a sudden you're climbing up, uh, you know, a 300 foot tall building. And this one it was actually into a pile of hay. Yeah, so, yeah. This one was more of it. You felt like I mean, you know, obviously it's it felt a little more realistic in the sense that it was not. This isn't an easy feat to do. Wall jumping isn't easy to do. Jumping. 30 feet Parkour is it, isn't easy to do at all. Yeah, and it did a good job of that <laughs> the first one. And it, the way the, the levels were built were just great. And this one, I don't know. I mean, it's. I think I'll still end up getting it. Um, but I, it's just kind of the, the open world part just kind of bummed me out. So Yeah, that's, uh, I wouldn't, like I said, I'm not really a, wasn't a fan of the, or I didn't really play the original Mirror's Edge. So mm-hmm. it's like the gameplay was intriguing, but like you said, like, I want more linear stuff. Like, yeah. every, everyone's trying to be open world, and like, but only a few games can actually pull it off well. Yeah. There's there's too many games that are out in the open world, 
and you go in there and you do like they have a lot of side missions you can do and there's hundreds of hours of gameplay but they're just the same repetitive stuff like there there's a it's a big map but there's not a lot of interesting things doing it like infamous second son or watchdogs like even back then it was like uh i'm gonna say it was back when infamous first came out it was like the three major open world titles that year or like all came out around the same time as mm-hmm. infamous prototype and uh uh red faction gorilla yeah they all came out like that same month i think it's like they all came out within, within a month or two of each other and it's like that was ridiculous mm-hmm. agreed and only one or two of them were actually good i'll let everyone else be the decider on which ones they thought was good yeah <laughs> but anyway i think that concludes our ea e3 press conference yeah so out of 10 what would you guys give the ea press conference uh jack you go first I would give it a seven. Okay. What about you, Tyler? Um, the the highs were high, but the lows were pretty low. Um, I would probably go. I'll go eight point five. Like right. you uh, cut out the EA Sports stuff, it'd be a nine for me. Oh yeah, same here. Like if, <laughs> if yeah, it'd be a lot higher. If the thirty minute segment was down to probably about ten, it'd be around an eight. Yeah. But between uh, Need for Speed. The mass, the minute long Mass Effect trailer, Star Wars, uh, not so the Fallen Empire, and Unravel, that would between those four, I would probably put it around a six point five. Wow, well, there you go. All right, like, so there wasn't you... a lot of meat in that in, in the in the EA press conference for me. Okay, and you gave it a seven, right, Gabe? Yep. Okay. Yeah, I did. Very nice. Like, uh, if the Mass Effect trailer was a little bit longer, if it's the main stuff that I was interested in wasn't nothing but trailers, except for Need for Speed, uh, I would be a little higher, a little bit more. Yeah, generous. mine would be, yeah, obviously mine would be higher, though, if they just did not have that Pele talk, if they had Mass Effect gameplay, you know, that would have been at least about an 8 for me. One thing yeah. I will say is, like, with that Pele stuff, I'm really happy that everyone in that audience cl- clapped yeah too. yeah that could have like, bombed badly yeah it was like if that was like most of the other stuff from ea i would have been highly upset like i know everyone mm-hmm. was bashing the shit on twitter but if uh the people in the audience were assholes that would have been a completely different thing for me yeah very true all right so uh i think we're ending it here for the first part yep yay uh, I'll see you in part two. I've been Jake. I was Tyler. And I'm the Jack of Hearts. I'll be back. Bye. Bye. Bye.